hold up. Yeah? Have we talked about the hamster that bit a kid in Spider-Man and at a movie theater in Mobile? <laughs> Listen, no. I don't know who brought their hamster. This is real. This is... friends welcome to listen friend the pop culture podcast where we share the opinions no one asked for everyone needs a friend who's loud about the things they love and we want to be yours i'm Britt, and i'm amanda and it's a sad one yeah this is a sad episode friends <laughs> so this is our tribute to betty white we're going to talk a lot about her so because we've got a lot of information some a lot of betty white related information coming just straight at you in about three minutes Mm -hmm. so we're going to get our recommendations and our um pop culture culture moment of the week out now um the pop culture moment of the week obviously is the very unfortunate and untimely passing of bob saget we're very sad about it um bob saget what did you call him Oh, I called him when I like when I was little. Yeah, I called him the funny man because of America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah, because he hosted America's Funniest Home Videos, and so I would ask mom if we could watch the funny man. Precious, that's what I called America's Funniest Home Videos. Obviously, he's like most famous for Full House, but I love him most on America's Funniest Home Videos. I'm not a big Full House fan. See, I was all about me some Full House. Um, I think I liked it when I was younger, but like now that I'm older, I'm like I don't. He, I, it's hard to watch. It's, like, painful. painful. <laughs> I I mean, obviously, I loved Uncle Jesse. My love for Uncle Jesse Everybody has obviously Jesse. grown. But he was my favorite, Um, probably in terms of, like, funny. Like, I appreciate Jesse for, like, being beautiful and mm-hmm. cute and charming. And, and Joey's just annoying. Joey is poop. so annoying. He's so, so, like, Danny is, you know, like, genuinely He had great comedic funny. timing. I, like, his, shipped him and Vicky so hard. Mm-hmm. And his, like, face, like, his facial yeah. expressions were great. Like, I, because we're about to turn 30, I have ingrained in my brain the episode where Danny turns 30 and he can hardly get the word out of his yes, mouth. Yes, like, that's the way, how I feel. Yes, I know, I know. But, yeah. Yeah. Very so, sad. Um, super sad. I keep, because I'm nosy, like, this is not any of my business, but I'm just like, wait, but how did it happen? Like, right. I want to know what happened to him. Yeah. And I'm really hoping that it was not that we obviously We're hoping it was something beyond his control. Yeah. Because we are very, very sad. Yeah. All of, like, all of the posts and tweets from, like, Mm. all of the Full House cast. CCB made me sad today. She did. Yeah. She did make... When the one that was, like, where she signed, like, all their names. There was a post that, um, I guess, like, the Olsen twins made a comment and then... Probably E! News did, like, a whole, like, set of photos yeah. of, of them with him, and uh, that made me sad. Yeah. And, of course, like, John Stamos and Dave, I can't say his last Coulier. name. Coulier. yeah. Their posts. Yeah. Mm. So. So sad. Um, I guess the other pop culture moment of the week was the Golden Globes, which <laughs> all your people, like, showed listen, up and showed out. Listen. Okay, so you know how I ranted about um, West Side Story? Last week, I just felt very validated because it won Best uh, Motion Picture. It deserved it. For musical or comedy. And so I was hype about that. And then um, Rachel Zegler won Best Actress, Musical or Comedy. And then Ariana DeBose won Best Supporting Actress. And that's across, like, all movie genres. 
So, that's awesome on her. Um, but, yeah. So, I just felt very validated. Also, like, making musicals look good. Um, Netflix had Tick, Tick, Boom come out. Oh, I want to say in November. Yeah, it's a couple months ago. Um, and, which is, um, I cannot remember the man's name, but it's the man who, uh, wrote Rent. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, like an auto, almost like an autobiography in musical form. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I believe that Lin-Manuel Miranda directed it. That's what I, I think that's right. Um, and Andrew Garfield played the, um, main the central character, the the person that it's about. Um, and he won Best Actor in yeah. musical comedy. Our boyfriend, was, Andrew Garfield. Uh, our shared boyfriend, one of many. I was really excited for Andrew Garfield because even though I understand that Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't win everything, you know, there's like, he was in the category as him. And like, yeah. that's a big, that's like a big dude to beat, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that other things, I'm glad that other things won too, but I, that's what I really cared about. I, I didn't, I... I would not have known it was even happening last night if you hadn't told me. Um, last time I cared about the Golden Globes was when Taryn Edgerton won for Rocket Man. And oh, we were so glad. We were. I was, like, running the streets that night. Um, okay, recommendations. I, Amanda finally started watching Teen Wolf, and I've been watching her watch it, and it's my new favorite thing. Um, it's fun. Not it's lie. so good. I've been trying to tell y'all for years. <laughs> Other than that, I haven't done anything this week, so I don't have anything to recommend to y'all. Um, I wish I did. Yeah, that's that's. I feel like that's it. That's yeah. all I've done this week. Oh uh, wait, okay, that's a lie. I went and saw Spider Man. No new way one. home. No way home. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and can confirm that it's very very good. Yeah, I'm gonna go see it soon. I'm just waiting. I do love Tom Holland, though, so... Will I go see West Side Story for a third time to celebrate the fact that they won and because I want to see it on the big screen as many opportunities as I possibly can? Yes. <laughs> as okay. you should. That's all. Okay. So, let's get started. Um, Betty White. Let's, cel- let's call it a celebration of Betty White. It is a celebration of Betty White. So, nobody ever <clears throat> asks me this question because I'm not famous, but I wish people would ask me this question. If you were to ask me, like... Who my comedy influences are. It would be Lucille Ball mm-hmm. and Betty White. Mm-hmm. So I was taking a nap on New Year's Eve, you know, to prepare myself for the 1400 movies <laughs> you and I were going to go see. Mm-hmm. And uh, like my mom, I heard my mom's phone go off and we're in a, like a big family group text. I got y'all muted because y'all talk too much, but I love you. <laughs> And uh, my mom's like, oh, no, wake up. And I was like, what? Because, I, I mean, I, like, in my brain, I was like, who died? Yeah. And then she told me, and I was like, well, that's worse than I thought it would be, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So that was very sad. Um, um, I was here at my house, and Kelsey was here because we were about to go see mm-hmm. some movies for New Year's. And um, we were watching Queer Eye. <clears throat> and you texted me first. Mm-hmm. I think maybe before she said anything, I don't know if it was in the she same. She also has the family group yeah, text me. I don't know if it's <laughs> the same one or not, but um, you texted me that she died, and, and I said, are you joking? Which, like, I know that you would not joke about that, <laughs> but, like, I just wanted to so badly for it to not be real. Right. Or, like, it to be, like, a joke. Uh, like, it's like when Bon Jovi died. Yeah, or, like, okay, like, just to make 2021 even worse, mm-hmm. you know, like, because this is our last chance to make a joke about it because it's New Year's Eve. Right. Like, I wanted so badly for it to not be real. 
Right, and but. I believe I responded with, I would never, like, I would never joke, joke about, about Queen Betty. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Okay, so obviously there's been lots of, like, quotes and memes. Memes? Memes. <laughs> Jeez. Memes. Um, ever since the unfortunate passing. My favorite of which is Guy Branham on Twitter said... Betty White dying three weeks before she turned 100 is the final act of a performer whose timing was always sharp, always unexpected, and even with the warmest of characters, always a little dangerous. No one else could live to 99 and so perfectly leave us wanting more. That's my fun. other favorite quote is my own from Facebook where I was like, 2021 said, all right, I'll leave, but first I'm taking the person who means the most to you, mm. just like a true villain. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, we're just gonna... You know what meme did not, like, I was like, they didn't have, why'd they do this? They didn't have to do this to me. Is it all the ones of, like, all Heaven's ones Living of, Room right now? Yes. That with the Golden hurt Girls, That me. hurt me. And then there was some something that somebody put, like, a whole, like, conversation. Mm-hmm. It was, like, the video of her coming back yes. from, like, the hospital or something. Rose, the character. Yeah. And all of them being like, oh, we're so glad we're here. We missed you so much. Yes. And I'm like, oh, do I not. I My first reaction, though, for real, was like, I hope they're all having cheesecake in heaven. Oh, gosh. It's too much. Okay. So, just to give some backstory on Betty White, because her career is insane. Mm-hmm. And she, as a person, is phenomenal. So, and I feel like there's a lot, like, when you have a career that spans as far as she, or as long as hers does, there's so much you don't realize you don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, if you, like, go up to somebody on the street and you're like, Betty White, they're going to be like, Golden Girls? Uh And The Proposal. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, depending on how old they are, they may say Mary Tyler Moore, but, like, there's so much more to it. Yeah. So, to celebrate her, we're going to go into kind of a deep dive of her life and her career. We're going to talk about some of her best roles. Um, some cool, just some cool stuff about her. Um, so, um, also before we start, let me go ahead and say, like, I did not do a great job of researching this. All of this is coming pretty much straight off of Betty White's Wikipedia, which I feel like is probably accurate. I was going to say, I basically just looked at her Wikipedia. Yeah, and I am going to leave a link to that Wikipedia page on, in our show notes, which is, like, the description of the episode for those who don't know, just so you can, like, you know, click on it. Read it. Read it. Learn. Make sure we're not liars. Right. This That is me turning in my works cited page, basically. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Betty Marion White was born in Oak Park, Illinois on January 17th, 1922 to Christine and Horace White. Fun fact, this makes her older than sound film. Like, movies with sound. Um, awesome. They did not add sound to movies until 1923, which is a year after she was born. And it did not become prevalent until a few years after that. So, she is older. Like, she is, like, older than Like Let's think sound. about what all she has seen. Oh, we're going to talk about it. Okay. In okay. her industry. Change. Yes. Okay. Betty originally dreamed of being a forest ranger, but at the time, women were not allowed to be rangers, so she focused on riding instead. How cute of a forest ranger was she? She would have been the cutest. So cute. Okay, continue. Um, She wrote and performed in a graduation play at school, which is what sparked her interest in acting. While her acting abilities are worth commending, it's also important to note how resilient of a person she was. White lived through most modern events that we only read about in history books. Mm -hmm. So the Roaring Twenties, the Great Depression, World War II, the Cuban Missile Crisis, the Vietnam War, etc., etc., etc. 
Betty's career spanned from 1939 to 2021, a total of 83 years, and it began in radio before spanning into TV and movies. After high school, Betty and a classmate sang songs from The Merry, Wid- the Merry Widow, mm-hmm. what are words, on an experimental television show. Note the word experimental because television itself was still in development. She also found work modeling, and her first professional acting job was at the Bliss Hayden Little Theater. After the U.S. entered World War II in 1941, White volunteered for the American Women's Voluntary Services, where her assignment included driving a PX truck with military supplies to the Hollywood Hills. She also participated in events for troops before they were deployed overseas. Of this experience, White said it was a strange time and out of balance with everything. After the war, White made the rounds to movie studios looking for work, but was turned down because she was deemed not photogenic, which is bonkers to me because she was beautiful. Mm -hmm. That did not deter her, though. She started to look for radio jobs where being photogenic did not matter. So, like, an absolute icon. She was like, oh, you don't think I'm pretty? Screw you. I'm going to work anyway. Mm -hmm. And she was like, nobody cares what I look like on the radio. Right. Uh, and still getting to do what she loved. Right, which was just to entertain to people. Right. Yeah. Her first radio jobs included reading commercials and playing bit parts and sometimes doing crowd noises. She even sang on a show. She once sang on a show for no pay. Like, she just was working because she wanted to work. Mm. She just wanted to entertain people. She appeared on shows. Uh, right, I love it too. She appeared on shows such as Blondie, The Great Gildersleeve, and This Is Your FBI. She was then offered her own radio show called The Betty White Show. In 1949, she began appearing as co-host with Al Jarvis on his daily live television variety show, Hollywood on Television, which was originally called Make Believe Ballroom. Um, Betty White began hosting the show by herself in 1952 after Al Jarvis's departure, and that spanned five and a half hours of live ad-lib television six days per week over a continuous four-year span. So she was like putting in work. Is that did it? Was that the Betty White show, or is that later? That there's like four Betty White shows. Oh, okay, just kidding. but the one you're thinking of was later. Okay, this was on radio. Oh, the TV okay. comes later. Okay, um, in all of her various variety series over the years, White would sing at least a couple of songs during each broadcast. In 1951, she was nominated for her first Emmy Award as Best Actress on Television. I don't know if I've heard her sing. I've I've heard it, but it was when she was, like, older, so I don't know how it sounded when she was younger. In 1952, the same year that she began hosting Hollywood on television, White co-founded Bandy Productions, which is named after her dog, Bandit, with writer George Tibbles and producer Don Federson. White, Federson, and Tibbles created the television comedy Life with Elizabeth, which, with White portraying the title character. So, Life with Elizabeth was nationally syndicated from 1953 to 1955, allowing White to become one of the few women in television with full creative control in front of and behind the camera. The show was unusual for a sitcom in the 1950s because it was co-produced and owned by a 28-year-old woman who still lived with her parents. That's awesome. So, like, that speaks to me as somebody who just recently moved out of her mama house. Mm -hmm. But also, like, in the 50s, she was, like calling all the shots mm-hmm. and like in the 50s women were not calling all the shots all right so love that from 1952 to 1954 and that she was 28 yeah doing it 
Like, you don't nice. real like I was thinking about it the other day, and I was like, and I'm gonna talk about this in a second, but I was thinking about the Mary Tyler Moore show, which I love her on that. Yeah. And I was like, she was in her fifties. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why that never. Yeah. It was like she. It's because she's timeless. Right. But. Okay, from 1952 to 1954, White hosted and produced her own daily talk slash variety show, The Betty White Show, which was first on KLAC-TV and then on NBC. Like her sitcom, she had creative control over the series and was able to hire a female director, which was also unheard of at the time. Uh, In a first for American Network Variety Television, her show featured an African-American performer, but the show faced criticism for the inclusion of tap dancer Arthur Duncan as a regular cast member. This criticism followed when NBC expanded the show to, to national audiences. And local southern stations in the Jim Crow era threatened to boycott unless Duncan was removed from the series. In response, White said, I'm sorry, live with it, and gave Duncan more airtime. So she basically was like, he stays. Right. Because she's a badass. Mm-hmm. Initially a rating success, the show repeatedly changed time slots and suffered lower viewership. By the end of the year, NBC quietly canceled the series, which that's just NBC being NBC. They've always sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, if you weren't Friends or Frasier, your show was going to not live. Yeah. Or Law and Order. Following the end of Life with Elizabeth, she appeared as Vicki Angel on the ABC sitcom Date with the Angels from 1957 to 58. As originally intended, the show, loosely based on the Elmer Rice play Dream Girl, would focus on Vicky's daydreaming tendencies. However, the sponsor was not pleased with the fantasy elements and pressured to have them eliminated. Of the experience, she said, I can honestly say that was the only time I have ever wanted to get out of a show. The sitcom was a disaster, ratings-wise and critically, but ABC wouldn't allow White out of her contractual agreement and required her to fill the remaining 13 weeks in their deal. Instead of a rebooted version of the sitcom, Betty White rebooted her old talk show variety show, The Betty White Show, which aired until her contract was fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So, like, a boss. Yeah. The sitcom did, however, give White some positive experiences. This is how she met Lucille Ball, because they were working on the same lot. Mm -hmm. The two quickly struck up a friendship over their accomplishments in taking on the male-dominated television business of the 50s. And they relied on one another through divorce, illness, personal loss, and even competed against one another on various game shows. And, like, I can't... It may have been Match. It's one of them where they're, like, talking to each other and you can just tell they're, like, sassy best friends. And I love it. Cute. I'll have to find the clip. I haven't seen that. It's hilarious. (laughs) It's, like, somebody, like, corrects Lucy and, like, tries to make her seem stupid. And Betty White's like, I know you're not going to talk to a legend that way. (laughs) And it's, like, the funniest thing. In July of 1959, White made her professional stage debut in a week-long production of the play Third Best Sport at the Ephrata Legion Star Playhouse in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. I hope I said that right. Pennsylvania, if you're listening, let me know. Let us know. (laughs) And so, like, already we have got a huge career and we have not even made it to the 1960s. Right. So, by the 1960s, White was a staple of network game shows and talk shows, including both Jack Jack Parr and later Johnny Carson's era of The Tonight Show. She made many appearances on the hit Password Show as a celebrity guest from 1961 through 1975. She married the show's host, Alan Ludden, in 1963. She subsequently appeared on the show's three updated versions, 
Um, and then made frequent game show appearances on What's My Line, To Tell the Truth, I've Got a Secret, Match Game, and Pyramid. Love, Match Game, and Pyramid. Same. Um, anytime I think of Pyramid, though, I think of Friends when Joey's like... Oh, yeah. A ghost. <laughs> oh, I love it. She made her feature film debut as fictional Kansas Senator Elizabeth Ames Adams in the 1962 drama Advise and Consent. So, in 1962, she's playing a strong female senator while most other women were, like, just starting to burn their bras. (laughs) So, once again, a pioneer. Not to say that those other ladies were late, but, like, Betty White was really forging some trails. NBC offered her an anchor job on their flagship breakfast television television show today. She turned the offer down because she didn't want to move permanently to New York City, and Barbara Walters got the role instead, or got the job instead. Mm -hmm. So, Barbara, I hope you thank God for Betty White every night. I was going to say, can you imagine? Mm-hmm. If Betty White had said mm-hmm. yes, you probably never would have heard uh-huh. of Barbara Walters. Right, yeah. Wow. Through the 1950s and 60s, White began a 19-year run as hostess and commentator on the annual Rose Parade broadcast on NBC. NBC eventually replaced her because they associated her with um, the whole... with CBS because she was on Mary Tyler Moore Show. Mm. So, um... She did end up hosting the Macy's Day Parade for a while, though. In 1973 to 1974, when she was 51, White made several appearances in the fourth season of the Mary Tyler Moore Show as the man-hungry Sue Ann Nevins. Although considering the role a highlight of her career, White described the character's image as icky sweet, (laughs) feeling she was the very definition of feminine passivity, (laughs) owing to the fact she always... Satirized, satirized, satir, satirized. Hmm. I don't know. Satirized? How to, you know, <laughs> made a satire of yes. her own persona on screen in, such, in just such a way. The Mary Tyler Moore Show's producers made Sue Ann Nivens a regular character and brought White into the main cast starting with the fifth season after Valerie Harper, who played Rhoda Morgenstern, left the program. White won two Emmy Awards back-to-back for her role in the hugely popular series in 1975 and 1976. Which is crazy considering she didn't come on until season five. Yeah. You know? Or, like, four. And stole the whole show. show. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if, like, I'm trying to think of a show. Like, you know, One Tree Hill. Yeah, like, if they had given, like, like, um. Yeah, Clay. Robert Pugley. Like, (laughs) Emmy. Emmy, yeah. Oh, man. During the 70s, White also made several appearances on The Carol Burnett Show and The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. Carol Burnett, also probably my third comedy I influence, but we don't, that's, this is not her episode. In 1983, White became the first woman to win a Daytime Emmy Award in the category of Outstanding Game Show Host for the NBC entry Just Men. Due to the amount of work she did on them, she was also deemed the first lady of game shows. From 1983 to 1984, White had a recurring role playing Ellen Harper Jackson on the series Mama's Family. Uh, long, I know. I love Mama's I love Family. Mama's Family. I love Vicki Lawrence, too. too. Um, and this is a character that she had originated in, like, sketches on The Carol Burnett Show. Uh, in 1985, White scored her second signature role in the biggest hit of her career as the St. Olaf, Minnesota native Rose Nyland on The Golden Girls. The Golden Girls, which also starred B. Arthur, Estelle Getty, and Rue McClanahan, was immensely successful and ran from 1985 through 1992. Betty White won one Emmy Award for Outstanding Actress in a Comedy Series for the first season of The Golden Girls and was nominated in that category every year of the show's run. 
So that's, awesome. that's a bajillion nominations. <laughs> um, the this is a fun fact, but she was originally offered the role of Blanche because it was so similar to Sue Ann from mm-hmm. the Mary Tyler Moore Show, and Blanche was supposed to play Rose because it was similar to her character on Mama's Family. And then one of the producers was like, like neither one of them was really feeling it, and they were like, oh, tired of playing the same character over and over again. Mm-hmm. So they switched, and like I can't imagine if they hadn't no. because I love Rue as Blanche. Yeah. I think she's hilarious. She's perfect. And I love Betty as Rose. Mm-hmm. The Golden Girls ended in 1992 after B. Arthur announced her decision to depart the series. They so like Betty White, Rue McClanahan, and Estelle Getty did like a spinoff called The Golden Palace, mm-hmm. and that lasted one season. But in addition to that, huh? It was not great. It wasn't great. It like. I feel like it really was missing something without B. Arthur. For sure. She brought it to it. Yeah. Uh, but Betty White reprised her note. Her role words, as Rose Nyland. Her, yep. <laughs> her role as Rose Nyland in guest appearances on the NBC shows Empty Ness and Nurses, which are both set in Miami. Um, after that ended, White guest starred on a number of television programs, including Suddenly Susan, The Practice, and Yes, Dear where she received Emmy nominations for her individual appearances. In December of 2006, she joined the soap opera The Bold and the Beautiful in the role of Anne Douglas. And she also began a recurring role in ABC's Boston Legal from 2005 to 2008. White appeared several times on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno and The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson, appearing in many sketches, and then returned to Password in its latest incarnation, Million Dollar Password, on June 12, 2008. On May 19th, 2008, she appeared on the Oprah Winfrey Show. She took part in um, the Mary Tyler Moore Show reunion special. And beginning in 2007, she was featured in television commercial commercials for Pet Med Express, highlighting her interest in animal welfare. In 2009, she starred in the romantic comedy The Proposal alongside Sandra Bullock and her long-term boyfriend Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they love each other. They're so cute. Also in 2009, the candy company Mars Incorporated launched a global campaign for the Snickers bar, um, the campaign slogan being, you're not you when you're hungry. She also appeared alongside Abe Vigoda in the company's advertisement for the candy during the 2010 Super Bowl, and this advertisement became very popular and won the top spot on the Super Bowl ad meter, which I did not know was a thing, mm-hmm. but apparently there are awards to be won. Wow. There's for Super Bowl commercials. Who knew? Not me. Following the success of the Snickers advertisement, a grassroots campaign on Facebook called Betty White to host SNL, in parentheses, please, <laughs> began in January of 2010. The group was approaching 500,000 members when NBC confirmed on March 11th of 2010 that White would, in fact, host Saturday Night Live on May 8th. The appearance made her, at age 88, the oldest person to host the show. In her opening monologue, she thanked Facebook and joked that she didn't know what Facebook was. Mm-hmm. And now that I do know what it is, I have to say it sounds like a huge waste of time. <laughs> and she is right. The appearance earned her a 2010 Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Comedy Series. In June of 2010, she took on the role of Elka Ostrovsky, the house caretaker on TV Land's original sitcom Hot in Cleveland, which also starred Valerie Bertinelli, Jane Leaves, and Wendy Malick. Hot in Cleveland was TV Land's first attempt at a first-run scripted comedy, and she was only meant to appear in the pilot of the show, but was asked to stay on for the entire series. 
In 2011, she was nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series for her role as Elka. She also starred in the Hallmark Hall of Fame presentation of The Lost Valentine on January 30th of 2011, which garnered the highest rating for a Hallmark Hall of Fame presentation in the previous four years, and according to the Nielsen Media Research TV rating service, won first place in the primetime slot for that date. From 2012 to 2014, she hosted and executive produced Betty White's Off Their Rockers, in which senior citizens play practical jokes on the younger generation. And for this show, she received three Emmy nominations. A Betty White calendar for 2011 was published in late 2010. The calendar features photos from her career and with various animals. She also launched her own clothing line um, in July of 2010, which featured shirts with her face on them. I love that. I want one. I know, same. And all proceeds went to various animal charities that she supported. Her success continued in 2012 with her first Grammy Award for Best Spoken Word Recording for her bestseller, If You Ask Me. And of course you didn't, or of course you won't. She also won the UCLA Jack Benny Award for Comedy, recognizing her significant contribution to comedy and television, and was roasted at the New York Friars Club. On February 15th, 2015, she made her final appearance on Saturday Night Live when she attended the 40th anniversary special. She participated in the Californian sketch alongside members of the current SNL cast members, as well as Bill Hader, Taylor Swift, and Kerry Washington. In the memorable sketch, White ends up kissing Bradley Cooper. Betty White has also kissed our shared boyfriend, Zachary Levi, on the mouth. I can't remember when that was, but yeah. it felt worth noting. <laughs> <laughs> on August 18th, 2018, her career was celebrated in a PBS documentary called Betty White, First Lady of Television. The documentary was filmed over a period of 10 years and featured archived footage and interviews from colleagues and friends. In 2019, she appeared in Pixar's Toy Story 4, providing the voice of the voice of Barty White, a toy tiger that was named after her. The other toys she shared a scene with were named and played by Carol Burnett, Carl Reiner, and Mel Brooks. White commented that it was wonderful the way they incorporated our names into the characters, and I'm a sucker for animals, so the tiger was perfect. Cute. Over her career, she won five Primetime Emmy Awards, two Daytime Emmy Awards, including the 2015 Daytime Emmy for Lifetime Achievement, and received a Los Angeles Emmy Award in 1952. White was the only woman to have received an Emmy in all performing comedic categories and also holds the record for longest span between Emmy nominations for performances. Her first was in 1951, and her last was in 2014, a span of over 60 years. In 2015, she received the Lifetime Achievement Daytime Emmy, which we just mentioned, she also won three American Comedy Awards, including another Lifetime Achievement Award in 1990, and two Viewers for Quality Television Awards. She was inducted into the Television Hall of Fame in 1995 and has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame at Hollywood Boulevard, along star, alongside the star of her late husband, Alan Ludden. In 2009, White received the TCA Career Achievement Award from the Television Critics Association. The American Veterinarian Medical Association awarded her with, an its, with its Humane Award in 1987 for her charitable work with animals. The City of Los Angeles further honored her for her philanthropic work with animals in 2006 with a bronze commemorative plaque near the gorilla exhibit at the Los Angeles Zoo. The City of Los Angeles named her ambassador to the animals at the dedication ceremony. 
In September of 2009, the Screen Actors Guild announced plans to honor White with the Screen Actors Guild Life Achievement Award at the 16th Screen Actors Guild Awards. Actress Sandra Bullock presented her with the award on January 23rd, 2010. Cute. I know. She was a Kentucky colonel. I don't know what that is, but... In 2009, White and her Golden Girls castmates were awarded Disney Legends Awards. White was inducted into the California Hall of Fame in December of 2010. And in 2010, she was chosen as the Associated Press's Entertainer of the Year. There's more. <laughs> On November, Part of me is like, why did it take so long for people to give her some of these things? I know. Like, they were like, we gotta make sure you're Lifetime fans a long time before we give you these Lifetime Achievement Maybe. Awards. Meanwhile, MTV gave Kanye West one when he was like 35 and dumb as hell. <laughs> um, which he still is, but... On November 9th, 2010, the USDA Forest Service, along with Smokey Bear, made White an honorary forest ranger. That could make me cry. Why am I going to cry? I was going to say, I kind of want to cry Literally about that. fulfilling her lifelong dream. White said in previous interviews that she wanted to be a forest ranger as a little girl, which we've already talked about. Um, when she received the honor, more than one-third of Forest Service employees were women. Why am I crying? Yeah, because that's sweet and emotional. Okay. It is. In January of 2011, she received a SAG Outstanding Performance by a Female Actor in a comedy series for um, Hot in Cleveland. And that year, the show was also nominated for an award as Outstanding Performance by an Ensemble. And then she won the same award again in 2012 and later received a third nomination. In October of 2011, she was rewarded an honorary degree in White Doctor's Coat by Washington State University. At the Washington State Veterinarian Medical Association Centennial Gala in Yakima, Washington. A 2011 poll conducted by Reuters and Ipsos revealed that White was considered the most popular and most trusted celebrity among Americans, beating the likes of Denzel Washington, Sandra Bullock, and Tom Hanks. In 2017, after 70 years in the industry, she was invited to become a member of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. And at age 95, this made her the oldest new member at the time. White was married three times, most famously to Alan Ludden, to whom she was remained married to until his death. And her last words reportedly were Alan. That was reported by Vicki Lawrence through Carol Burnett. So, um, Just, you know, also from her Wikipedia page, it's interesting and cool to me that, like, part of why her first two relationships didn't work out was because she wanted... Like she wanted to work a career, yeah, and they didn't want her to work. Yeah, they wanted to like live. One of them wanted to like live on a farm, which is like I'm not like trying to bash these men for wanting <laughs> to live on a farm, right. and have children. But it's also like the 40s, so yeah. That's so, what you did, right? That's what you did, and so it's really cool that she um, she was like, mm, no thanks. Yeah, kept pursuing what she wanted to do. Yeah. So uh, while they had no children together, White was stepmother to Ludden's three children with Margaret McLean Ludden, who died of cancer in 1961. And Alan Ludden died from stomach cancer on June 9th, 1981. Betty White never remarried. When asked the reason for this in an interview with Larry King, she responded by saying, once you've had the best, who needs the rest? Hmm. I'm about to cry again. Okay. When asked by James Lipton on Inside the Actor's Studio that, sh- that should heaven exist, what would she like God to say to her when she walked through the pearly gates? And she replied, come on in, Betty. Here's Alan. How romantic. That's so sweet. I held it together. Be you proud did, of me. You did great. I love Inside the Actor Studio. I know. Me too. 
Uh, White died in her sleep at her home on December 31st, 2021 at the age of 99, two and a half weeks before her 100th birthday. According to a copy of her death certificate obtained by TMZ, the cause was a stroke that she had had six days prior around Christmas. White's death was met with sympathy and statements from many people and organizations. The United States Army issued a statement. Additionally, the Martin Luther King Jr. Center tweeted their condolences and praised White for her early support of racial equality. Mm -hmm. There were additional tributes from numerous media organizations, celebrities, political commentators, sports teams, musicians, and other public figures. White's star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame was flooded with flowers and tributes within hours of the announcement of her death. Mm -hmm. So, let's see. We've got some interesting facts um she was almost in as good as it gets with jack nicholson Mm. but when she found out that his character tosses a small dog down a garbage chute oh yeah being an animal rights activist she didn't want any viewers to get any ideas from the scene in her book she said she didn't think it was very funny and she tried to get the scene removed from the script but the director insisted and casted shirley knight instead she is a guinness world record holder in the 2014 edition of the record-keeping book, White was awarded the title of longest TV career for an entertainer, female, yeah. for her more than 70 years in show business. Uh, she was the oldest person to earn an Emmy nomination for Betty White's Off Their Rockers. She loved junk food. Um, she would eat red vines, hot dogs, french fries, and Diet Coke. Uh, and she would tell people, like, that's how she's, like, preserving herself. Uh-huh. She's like, it's all the preservatives, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. And um, after she died, Seth Meyers tweeted, I love you, hello, Seth, <laughs> tweet, tweeted that um, after she hosted SNL, like, she stayed at the after party the entire time, which no other host has done. That's and awesome. he said she had a vodka in one hand and a hot dog in the other and partied till, like, it was, like she shut it down. Yes, girl. Um, She made a special uh, connection with a... Beluga whale at the Georgia Aquarium, and the whale's name is Beethoven. She even wrote about the account encounter and her return visit to swim with him in her memoir, Betty and Friends, My Life at the Zoo. She also made a secret donation that obviously is no longer secret <laughs> to the New Orleans Aquarium to help evacuate the animals mm-hmm. post- it was, like, post the hurricane mm-hmm. when, like, they couldn't get back in and they were all going to die. She, Oof. like, made a donation to get them out. Uh, most importantly, she wanted Robert Redford, and she would talk about it at all times. Same girl. Um, her She once was quoted as saying, My answer to anything under the sun, like, what have you not done in the business that you've always wanted to do, is Robert Redford. Um, and then she, at one point in time, said that when she died, she wanted her ashes her ashes thrown on him. Same. Which I love. <laughs> Do you? Oh, man. Sad for her that she didn't. That's the one thing she didn't get. So, highlights of her career, of course, include the Mary Tyler Moore Show and the Golden Girls, which the Golden Girls was hella progressive. For, I freaking love the Golden I Girls. I love it, too. I, they talked about, you know... Um, like gender equality, they talked about race, they mm-hmm. talked about um, you know, the Various LGBTQ, disabilities. yep, AIDS. Yeah. Like there was I mean, as funny as it was and as quotable as it is, like they were making 
across, like, they were making moves. I used to watch it uh, at my grandma's all the time. It was, like, on Life. I think it was, it was on, on Lifetime. Lifetime. It came on either before morning. or after The Nanny. Yes, I, I can't say, remember. That's what I would do is watch The Golden Girls and The Nanny in the summer once I was, like, old enough to care about those shows. Yes. Um, when I would go stay at my grandma's in the summer because my parents were at work. So, yeah. like, what else was I going to do for the day? And I would, like, literally come over still in my pajamas and just, like, immediately lay down on her couch and watch Golden Girls mm-hmm. and the Nanny. I could, like, see the sun coming up over Miami and the plane coming uh-huh. in. Yes. I could see it. My grandma also, I believe, had, like, the box set DVDs of Golden Girls when that was a thing because she loved them. And I think I have them now. Um, but, you know, it's on Hallmark for all sure. The time. And TV Land all the time. Um, so, and it's on, like, late at night in the morning and I watch it all the time. She was also in um, underrated horror movie Lake Placid, which is basically Jaws with an alligator. <laughs> and she, like, it's so funny because she plays the woman who is, like, responsible for the alligator being, like, as big mm-hmm. as he's gotten because she's been feeding it cows off her farm. <laughs> and, like, kind of surprised she took the role. I was going to say, I'm a little surprised. But I, I love her. Like, she is, and she's mean. That's funny. Oh, love her in that. Obviously, I love her uh, in the proposal. Same. When she's chanting in the woods. I mean, that, I was going to say, that scene with Sandra Bullock, like, everybody knows that scene. And she's, like, singing it with her. Yes, it's so funny. When she fakes her heart attack. Yes, it's so sweet. Um, also in the... Oh my gosh, when she's trying to, like, help her, um, almost said edit her dress. What is the word for when you fix Taylor? it? Thank you. Wait, I feel like there's no So, alter, alter. alter. <laughs> not edit. When she was trying to um, help her alter her dress, but she was saying that she was knocked up at her wedding, so the boobs part We're was, bigger. like, really big, and then she was, like, trying to find Sandra Bullock's She's like, boobs. they're in here somewhere. Yeah, she was, like, it's like an Easter egg hunt. So funny. Oh, man. And then, uh, she's also in the lesser-known romantic comedy, You Again, and it's her and Cloris Leachman. Like, you again, I can't, don't ask me anybody else who's in it. I was going to say, I can't remember I'm pretty who's... sure, I'm pretty sure it's Jamie Lee Curtis and either Susan Sarandon or Sigourney Weaver, because you know they're the same to me. But it also could be Leslie Ann Warren, because she's also the same to me. Kristen Bell, Jamie Lee Curtis, Sigourney Weaver. Okay, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people in this. Yes. And it's like, Kristen Bell plays somebody who, I think Annabelle, um, what is her name? Annabelle. What? Oh, Odette, Annabelle. Yeah. Her and Kristen Bell, like, she, Annabelle was Kristen Bell's, like, uh, mean girl in high school. Yes. And now she's marrying Kristen Bell's brother. And then, like, Jamie Lee Curtis is Kristen Bell's mom, and her mean girl was that girl's mom. And then, like, the grandmothers were also, like, mean girls to each other. But there's, it's one of my favorite scenes in, like, a romantic comedy, whatever you want to call this movie. And it's like Cloris Leachman says something mean to Betty White, and Betty White's like, um, she's like, you look good. I'm so sorry I missed your funeral last year. Like, so funny. That's so funny. Um, which I feel like it was probably ad-libbed. I don't know that for sure, but that sounds like something Betty White would do. I was going to say, I love to think that that is the case. She's smart. She could do it. She is. Uh, she guest starred on an episode of Community where she raps with Donald Glover and Danny Pudi at the end and it's hilarious and then she of course was on SNL and like I watched that when it was new because I was obsessed with SNL senior year of high school Mm -hmm. and every single skit she was in was a hit 
She played MacGruber's grandmother, and it was amazing. I believe it. Um, she was in the NPR skit where she talked about, um, like, dusty muffins, and it was, like, sexual innuendo yeah. everywhere. Uh-huh. I remember um, that one. And, of course, everybody remembers, like, the Lawrence Welk skits yes. where Kristen Wiig played Tiny Hands, yes. Doonies, and Betty White was in one of those, and every, I don't know, everything was excellent. Um, did you have any Betty White moments you wanted to... No, not really, that I haven't already said. It was mostly um, Mary Tyler Moore, Golden Girls. Yeah. I don't remember if I specifically... I watched the mess out of all of those game shows on Game Show. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure I saw some where she was on there. Um, But yeah, I mean, Golden Girls and then The Proposal. Yeah. Those those big standout ones are what come to mind. The big ones. Um, But it was super interesting um, looking up, reading her Wikipedia page, and looking up and seeing all of the stuff that she... Did I didn't realize? Yeah, um, how much work she did prior. Yeah, and um, all of the like influence she had. So. Yeah, her husband told her that she was a pioneer in silent television. Like that's how long she'd been around. Uh huh. And I was like, and she was like, yeah, that's true. Um, the last thing we want to mention is Betty White's chariot, chariot, her <laughs> charity work. Um, obviously she did a lot. And believed greatly in racial equality. Um, she did a lot in the LGBTQ community. But specifically we want to talk about her work with animals. Which seemed to be one of her favorite um, philanthropic efforts. That's where she that's where she devoted most of her um, public work, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. So, um, I saw this thing on Facebook. I'm going to read it to y'all. Because I want to get it right. And it's called the Betty White Challenge, and it said on Betty White's 100th birthday, January 17th, everyone should pick a local rescue or animal shelter in your area and donate just $5 in Betty White's name. Make her 100th birthday the movement she deserves. On January 17th, for what would have been her 100th birthday, um, we would like to ask all of y'all to consider donating to your local animal shelter if you're able. And because we love Betty and because we love the absolute impact and inspiration she is on pop culture... Listen Friend will be making a monetary donation to the Montgomery Humane Society, which is where I adopted Captain. Also, because we want y'all to participate with us, for every one play this episode gets across all podcast platforms between its release on Thursday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Wasn't sure what day that was. Mm-hmm. And um, so between the 13th and the 17th on her birthday, we will donate an additional dollar in her memory. Mm-hmm. Since she will not be in attendance at her 100th birthday party, we are going to show up and show out for her in a way that would make her proud. Love that. Yep. So, um, listen to this multiple times. Send it to all your friends. Break my bank account, please, so that we can donate for the puppies and the kitties and all the other animals. I'm sure Montgomery got some ratchet animals back there somewhere. They got some birds up in there. They got some birds. They probably got some rats. Some hamsters. Hamsters. Hold up. Yeah? Have we talked about the hamster that bit a kid in Spider-Man and at a movie theater in Mobile? <laughs> Listen. No. I don't know who brought their hamster. This is real. This is a... We, I'll send you the news article. Somebody brought their hamster into Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and they lost it. Well, some kid is sitting there watching Spider-Man, reaches down for his thing of popcorn... And there's a hamster in his popcorn. Can I would you die. I would die. So then he, like, 
I don't know what he did, but anyway, maybe reached in there. I would have thrown it. The hamster bit him, and then he went to go, like, tell the, like, management, management. hey, I found this, brought it in <laughs> its bucket, like, covered it up, brought it in the bucket, and was like, hey, I found this hamster, and they were like, all right, well, do you want your money back? <laughs> But I was like, can you imagine? They straight up were like, what are we supposed to do with this? Yes. Um, Also, the thing that I um, thought about that I should have also mentioned with a pop culture moment of the week. Um, But, you know, Bob. When you're talking about Betty White getting her, um, or having her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, um, Milo Vitalia got his today. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so if you love him like I do, then go look because, ugh, look at him. Aw, he looks so happy. He's so happy and cute. He's a cutie. Okay, sorry, that was it. Uh, okay, so, yeah, uh, we love Betty White. We miss her. Um, we are excited to donate in her name to, um, a charity that we love. Next week is something. Let me consult our calendar. Next week is teen dramas. Teen dramas. Which is fitting since I I started Teen Wolf. I'm pumped. I want to talk about Teen Wolf all the time now. Same. Um, what? I, I'm not sure how we're going to structure that, but it's going to be good. Nobody knows more about teen dramas than these two. <laughs> so true. So true. Okay. Um, like us, rate us five stars on whatever podcast app you're listening to. If you don't like us, don't say anything. And if you do say anything, put your address so I can pull up. Um, <laughs> I feel like there was something else I was going to tell y'all. I don't know. I'll think about it. Follow us on Instagram. That's what it is. Yes. At listen underscore friend underscore podcast. And maybe we will post something eventually. Who's we will. to say? We will. Okay. Okay. I believe you. We'll do it. Okay. Um, until next week, uh, thank you for being a friend. Oh. <laughs> Isn't it sad? Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye. Love you.